0: Hello, and welcome to Mothman's Bookshop. My name is Nicole, and today I'd like to tell you about This Thing Between Us by Gus Moreno. Warning: I'll try and make this as spoiler-free as possible, but given it's a book review, there are bound to be a couple spoilers. As of starting work on the script, I genuinely don't know what my opinion is on the book. It's intense, it's twisted, it's absurd, it covers grief, xenophobia, generational struggles, and many more equally serious topics. I had to take a day just to process the whole thing because the ending is absolutely wild. What I've realized after finishing it is that you cannot, under any circumstance, think about any part of this book as a separate subplot or tangent. It may be technically split into four parts, but it is still crucial to consider every part of it as a small bit of one cohesive whole. I will be referencing other reviews in this episode purely because they can phrase certain points better than I ever could content warning for discussions of xenophobia and anti-immigration, and death. Please read the content warnings before reading this book, because it gets very intense. Thiago and Vera Alvarez are a young couple who just got their first condo in Chicago. However, soon after moving in, they begin hearing footsteps, experiencing cold spots, and other supernatural phenomena. This only gets worse when they get an Itza, which is basically a fancier Alexa. Once they set it up, the Itza starts talking to someone who isn't there, playing music out of nowhere, and projecting lights everywhere, despite no one activating it. What's interesting is that Thiago corrects himself whenever he refers to the Itza as she, instead trying to opt for it. I'll discuss this more later. The problems get worse when the Itza begins ordering random things to their house, some more disturbing than others, such as industrial lie. The problems get so bad that the two decide to do some research, and find out a witch was forced to move out and before leaving she did some kind of terrifying ritual, which as we find out later, opened a portal into this world. However, before they're able to go and investigate, Vera dies in a freak accident on her way to work one morning. When it's released that the person who killed her was an illegal immigrant, the press immediately latch onto the story, and given it was a voting year, politicians begin trying to spin the case to their benefit, all while Thiago is struggling to cope with his grief and to make sense with his emotions. After crushing the Itza with his truck, he decides to move to Colorado to escape all the pressure and publicity. What he doesn't realize is that the evil plaguing his old home followed him. Instead of being met with peace, Thiago now has to fight with his grief, and the eldritch horror-like demon hunting and feeding off of his pain. I guess the best way to go about this review is to start from the beginning. The main character and narrator, Thiago Alvarez, is Mexican-American, as is Vera, the main difference between them being their connection with their culture and heritage. It's mentioned a couple times that Vera has always had a better grasp on Spanish than Thiago, and she's generally more involved with the cultural side of things. The first part of this book really dives into what quote-unquote makes a Mexican a Mexican and what it's like having immigrant parents and not being able to talk to them. I may not be Mexican, but I do relate to some of his struggles because of my own immigrant parents. I feel disconnected from my culture sometimes because of American influences. I'm glad my parents forced me to learn to read and write the language, and I grew up speaking Russian, but my sister prefers English, and her Russian isn't too good, despite growing up speaking it too. There was a brilliant discussion in the beginning about the way tragedies are often blown out of proportion or twisted for some political agenda. After the accident, the police found the boy who killed her and found out that he didn't have any papers. Moreno says, quote, Of course he didn't have papers. Now you'd be the poster girl for the people who blamed everything on immigrants, your face on white nationalist websites, unquote. When Vera died, news outlets sensationalized it and made grounds for activists for immigration and politicians to twist the story to fit their audience's views. But that's not what's important. The fact that the boy didn't have papers isn't important to her death. It wasn't a gender-based crime, it wasn't racially motivated. It was a horrific accident, but because of who was involved, no one in the family got time to grieve before they had to start beating away reporters and activists trying to visit the hospital she was in. I think Moreno did an amazing job addressing this topic, seeing as it's especially relevant in today's world. As I mentioned in my summary, there was a little detail that I really loved. In the beginning, Thiago is telling us about how everything began with the Itza, and refers to it as she before correcting himself himself with it. I was rereading that section and noticed something interesting which makes this detail even better. Before now, Thiago had been referring to the Itza as it, but when he makes the point of correcting himself, we suddenly become more aware of the language he uses to describe the device. He writes, The four of us traced their story back, but we couldn't figure out what could have triggered her. It. After that, Thiago continues to use it, but in a couple pages he fully transitions to using she and her for the Itza. It's a bit of a commentary on the way we tend to humanize technology and give it human programs, like he or she. I think it also provides an early horror aspect and a bit of foreshadowing of the humanization of whatever is haunting the apartment. Having talked about the bulk of the social commentary, I have some things to critique. I thought the beginning tried to cover too many things at once, and felt a bit like someone speeding through an essay before a deadline. It made a lot of good points, but at the same time the story stretched itself too thin, with that whole first part. During part 2 of the book, we started seeing some dream sequences, and I believe the way they were written was meant to blur the line between dream and reality, but the transition from one to another was done poorly the first few times. Towards the end, Moreno really hit his stride and the dreams and transitions were done really well. It's just the first few that I didn't like. Final thoughts? This was such a fever dream of a book in the best way possible. The Cosmic Horror was very much Lovecraftian, and as awful of a person as he was, I do appreciate Lovecraft's writing. I will say the beginning disappointed me a little, but the rest of the book was so well written and you can really see when Moreno became more comfortable in writing something longer than he was used to. Most platforms rated around 3.7, I rated at a 3.5 out of 5. Our first question as usual comes from Foggy D, and he asks did you enjoy the Mexican setting, and do you think it added to the reading experience? So it isn't actually set in Mexico at any point, it's mainly Colorado and Chicago, but I do think having a Mexican protagonist really added to the experience because throughout the book he reflects on his family and their traumas as well as his own connection to his origins and how they impact his relationships with Vera and her mother. Our next question is also from D, asking, This week's book was only published three months ago. Would you prefer older books or newer ones? This is hard to answer. I think I prefer the writing style of older books because of the language and the more philosophical style. Primary examples of this would be The Memory Police or The Picture of Dorian Gray. Other than that, I think I'd rather pick up a more modern book because they're easier to read in the sense that I don't need to have an English degree to understand most of them, and because they usually don't use outdated words and phrases. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Mothman's Bookshop. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, and would like to know when a new episode comes out, do yourself a favor and follow the podcast, and if you have any questions or recommendations, feel free to use the form in the description or join the Discord. Once again, my name is Nicole, and I'll see you next week here at Mothman's Bookshop.